All right, we're back here. Studio C, Studio COVID in Roseville, Minnesota. Kevin Brown and Levi Nabachek. It's December 8th, everybody. So I just, I got a technical question here. Yeah. Do you know, can you see it's recording on there? Yeah, I can see it's recording on my computer right now. We got some technical difficulties <laughs> with our Mix Pre 3 or our, I don't know, some of our sound equipment. We can't quite figure it out. Or it's loading and we don't have the patience. We're doing the age old turn it off, <laughs> turn, it, turn off. it back on, turn it off, turn it back on. Take the card out, turn it off, turn it on again. And it, uh, yeah, then really work like <laughs> <we> plan <laughs> also technical difficulties we are sitting right here but no i think we're good to go i think we are good to go today so what, what do we got, got cooking what do we got cooking here brats what um are you do you have anything pressing you got to, like to cover right right out the gate here or you know i mean i think we uh we covered the porn in public last week right so yeah yeah no that was the only thing on so, my mind still so <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that was good. I love it. So, well, we're going to talk air guts some more because last week we were chatting about air guts. On air guts are a fungus that grows and it may be caused the Salem witch trials and yeah. a few other psychedelic disturbances throughout history when people have harvested barley or wheat with this fu fungus on it and, you know, turned it into bread or. Yeah, and then they get the they go on a psychedelic up. trip and see all kinds of crazy shit. Possibly either after, the witches after did eating it for quite a while or something, but yeah, they, there's ergots. I did some research on them, and I mean they've been turned into all sorts of things. There was a guy back in the day, Albert Hoffman, that did a bunch of, I think probably in the early 1940s around then, research with them, and he actually one of the most famous compounds made out. With the air gap fungus is LSD yeah. 25. And LSD 25, for those of you is like the that don't know, is like the golden LSD. There's that's been the LSD, golden standard? That's the golden standard. There's been acid or LSD made for throughout the years since then. But the LSD 25 was the ticket, I think, like in the 60s. The, you know, back in the day, back when the hippies were really giving her hard. So is LSD even a thing anymore? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people eat, eat acid and go wander out in the woods or go to raves or lots of concerts. Kind of a concert drug, I think. Or, oh, really? Yeah. Like go listen to Tool? Oh, man, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, I used used acid in my younger days a couple times when I was in college. But Did you go to a Tool never, concert? No, but I'll tell you, there was a kid that would I knew, and he would... He would eat two hits, and he would go back into his dorm, lay with headphones on, and listen to Tool for, like, multiple hours and, like, sink into it. And yeah, I, I, I thought that was crazy. I didn't think that was probably a healthy thing to do. But I heard there's something to that, though, with the music. It. Yeah, and he loved it. He could kind of live through the albums, apparently. Yeah, you, know? you can. And then uh, it was a, I don't know if it's, probably younger kids probably don't even know what Tool is, but. Trent Reznor. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, Maynard oh, James yeah, Keenan. No. Is his Nine name. Inch Nails is Trent Reznor. Yeah. What am Ma I Maynard about? James Keenan, he's kind of a recluse. He lives out in the desert in Arizona. Yeah. A lot of his songs talk about like 
some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, like but you got you gotta get through I all know, the dude. Like music to understand. Uh, Hubbard, he's talking that that one is about California just falling into the ocean. Yeah. So then you're like, I gotta research this guy. So I've like looked him up a few times on like wiki and stuff, and I'm like, this guy's gotta be a right winger. Well, he's not. He's a like. I, I don't know what he is. He's just, uh, he's not weird by any means. I think, I think he's actually probably one of those guys that's smarter than the rest of us. Yeah. So he, and he, the only way he knows how to maybe work out his smarts is through music. Yeah. Maybe. I yeah. mean, he probably didn't graduate high school, but I don't know. His music, I used to listen to his music religiously. Really? Yeah. I, it, Cause it's kind of, it's like hard, ampy kind of. It's hardcore. Yeah. Isn't it's it? pretty, pretty hard rock. Yeah. I, to today's standards though, I don't think. Screaming. No, not like uh, just big guitar riffs no, and stuff. No, and some of these some of these musicians surprise you too, like uh, Corey Taylor. You ever listen to him? No, from Slipknot. No, I don't listen. Dude, to he's it. got some acoustic stuff. I never really listened to any of the stuff that you know was followed by the punk or the gothic culture back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but Corey you know? Taylor's like, not goth though, dude. He's like a UFC fighter. Yeah, it's kind of crazy though. But that's the people that listen to that stuff. You know? I know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but if you listen. If you if you get a chance, listen to yes. some of Corey Taylor's. Well, he's got a he's got a, he just I didn't I didn't really appreciate that music until Nine Inch Nails. I had a buddy that made me watch a uh, documentary on Trent Reznor, and then I was really impressed with him. And he writes every part for his songs, and I mean he's like a music savant. He can play any well, instrument. And I, I wasn't I wasn't into the Slipknot stuff either. And then I heard some of the stuff where he actually sings. Yeah. Well, then now he's released. Isn't it his, like Slipknot and Insane Clown Posse uh, and Corn from back no, in I would the day? Say, and, I would say Slipknot is kind of a little bit on a, in a I, I I'm a fan of Slipknot because I I've heard like Corey Taylor's. He's got three bands. Yeah. Once you once you've dug into the history not, and, and and learned about the musicians that are playing it, you get more interested in. I'm not so much in a Slipknot style because that is like that yelling and screaming shit. Yeah. But, like, Stone Sour is, like, a, a regular rock band, like, where he actually sings. And you have Corey Taylor, which makes music, and he's got a whole separate band for that. The guy's, like, extremely hard worker because he tours with three Three bands, bands. right. And then he Slipknot is, like, three a... Bands. Slipknot looks like a three-ring circus. Or what do they call it? Three-ring circus? Yeah, probably. He's just yeah, it's, like, masks, masks, and, masks and all, just it's a whole act. And then oh, Stone wow. Sour is, like, your traditional rock Metallica-ish type band. I'm more of like a Wookiee Foot. You ever heard of Wookiee Foot? <laughs> no, dude. Wookiee Foot? They've got a wicked following. Are they kind of like, are they kind of like Tumba Wumba? <laughs> you know who Tumba Wumba it's is? It's Tumba. I get knocked Ch- Chumba Wumba. Oh, Chumba. Chumba Wumba, man. <laughs> Jesus, with man, that I'm old getting old. album with like the baby's face on it and the green. Yeah, I, that was kind of my anthem when I used to work at this concrete company north, uh, Northwest Concrete up here in Rosa and. <laughs> The foreman would always sing that thing, and he'd say, Brats, it's your song, buddy, it's on, because he had uh, Sirius XM or whatever in his pickup, 90s on 9, we'd listen to on the drive to work or drive to the job site, and Chumba Wumba would come on, and he'd crank it up, and I'd get knocked down, but I'd get up again. I was making quite a few questionable decisions still back then, and he'd just say, man, you just... Get knocked down, get right back up. You want, this is your anthem, buddy. So, you want to hear but something? Yeah, tum, what'd you say? Tumbawumba? <laughs> no. Chumbawumba. Sorry, man. Tub thumper, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. Tub thumper. So, you want to hear something kind of funny about music? So, I just bought a guy's truck from a guy we know really well. His name rhymes with uh, right 
crash. Yeah. <laughs> I get in his truck, and this guy's been driving this truck for probably the last, I don't know, five years. He literally has the presets on the Sirius satellite radio were identical to mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Which is a little on the creepy side. Little, yeah, but it's not like... I think he did that? It's not like... Because he knew? I, no, it's not like... Buying it? It's not like he came and checked my other truck, and he's like... I'm going to see what this Couldn't fucker did. It. You know, I'll sell this thing to him now. <laughs> if I All put, the presets. If are... <laughs> I put the presets to his stations, when he drives this fucker, he'll just be sold. Yeah. And you were. <laughs> I you was. Were. I, like, yeah. It I, it's not like it was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. He had the seat set right and everything. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah, you're the same height. and everything. I know, dude. So it's it funny. worked out well. Yeah. So, anyway. So, I, I, I want to dig into something here. And it's, it's on the edge of the scurb... Disturbing mm-hmm. and not disturbed. No, Bam. no, dude. Have you ever seen the? Oh, I, I always talk about YouTube videos, dude. The, you, there's this freaking parody video of the guy from Disturbed. I one more music thing. You know how all the songs sound the same? Except, rah, rah, just, yeah, but has he? Is he the one that sings "Sound of Silence"? Yeah, he did a good job on that. that was awesome pretty job. Ridiculous. Yeah. I watched that. The Disturbed. Yeah. I don't know his name, but he sang a "Sound of Silence." Old, Simon and Garfunkel song, right? Yeah, it's it, that he did a good job. He did. So he changed up his style quite a bit to get that to done. do that. Yeah. yeah, check that one out if you guys got a second. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so that Embridge's line three, we can talk about this. This is all open records. This, I don't have any insider. Okay. I don't have any insider knowledge. To knowledge this. of this anything on this? Like, yeah, we're a pipeline contractor, but we really have no role in this project at all. So, I saw, I saw, granted, this one's social media, so I don't know. I can I see, like, I try to check the local newspaper websites is what I do when I do research. Yeah. Because that's literally, like. For the small I, towns around here? And well, like Bemidji and uh, think that it's Duluth. a little more honest? <laughs> well, just maybe, yeah, either honest or not quite as, like, exploitive. Yeah, they like, don't have as many interests pulling them in each direction. Well, right, like, so. Public investors, because it's so they're, they're going to start building this line, this pipeline, and you know it's been Enbridge Line Three got passed. Well, it has yeah, it's 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 nuts, not breaking news. Oh, I, mean, I didn't it, know. I thought yeah, it was still so, shutting off valves here and there. And well, to... I it's something I kind of want to talk about. It's it's disturbing when I saw an image this morning, and I'm pretty. I hope I I hope it wasn't from this Enbridge Line Three, but I saw a protester, and he took an. And I've heard of them doing it on their other pipeline jobs before, too, because mm-hmm. I have buddies that work in the business. And what they'll do is they'll go to an excavator or a machine, and they'll actually take a piece of pipe. And you're, you're, I doubt you're going to sign off on this either. But what they'll do is take a, they'll take a handcuffs, and handcuffs are hands around like a hydraulic ram mm-hmm. on the machine, right? So if it moves, it's going to rip their but, arms off? But then, yeah, but then what they'll do... Is they'll take a piece of pipe or, or they'll make a custom box, so they handcuff and then they they get this thing and they, and then they put concrete in there. What they concrete their hands? They concrete their hands inside the piece of pipe, so essentially it shuts down the whole job, because now rescue crews need to <laughs> come, come and this remove guy. this protester from this piece of equipment without hurting them, and then if they hurt them, they sue them. Oh, nice! So booby trap. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so I never thought of that way to get yeah. early retirement. Yeah, so it's it's actually a little bit on the 
That's disturbing. Yeah, that somebody, whoever's doing that's got a few issues. I mean, I, that isn't really the way to solve any of these problems. All we're gonna, all I'm gonna <laughs> say is, don't delegitimize yourselves. I doubt any pipeline protesters listen to this. I, I just think that that happens to anybody, and and so and lots of people in all sorts of arguments and whatever, and then they do something just a little bit too radical, and then all of a sudden they're like, well. We did take you seriously. Yeah, it's until, almost like getting until a you fight. did that. Until you just acted like a five-year-old. So like, it's kind of like know. it's at like getting in a fight at old timers. It's all funny, you know. Like, yeah, you're getting your point across, you're getting chirpy, whatever. But you cross that line, and the next thing you know, you're done playing old timers. You're banned. What? <laughs> what is that left? To I do don't know, dude. With anything? No, like, I'm just saying. Once you Levi, cross, did you fucking? I did lick do some crack LSD right before 25 this. Before I, I actually was doing crack. Um, <laughs> if you say I was doing crack, you were not doing <laughs> anything. It's like How? saying, "Oh, hey, dude, what were you up to? I, I was I'm doing a bunch. Some weed. I, was do, I was taking a bunch of weed the other day." <laughs> And man, did I get messed up. How about you? And then you just got to look at the guy and be like, so you're a fucking cop. You idiot. Or a fucking idiot. Back in the day, yeah. I mean, for real. I'd go to music festivals. <laughs> Total flip 180, but, you know, go to music festivals and it's like, you'd have people that would come up and, hey, do you have any drugs for sale? And it's like, get the fuck away from me. You're wearing a black t-shirt. Everybody else here has beads and Yeah, you look sticks. like you just got out of a slipknot concert. Yeah, and, just, and you're coming asking if I'm selling any drugs and if I know anybody that's got some good stuff. It's like, Jesus Christ. Cop, yeah, get the be, fuck out of here. Yeah, you should, should have just said, well, can you be a little more specific? Can you be a little more specific? Would you take me to your squad car right away, please? And then I'll yeah. bust this shit out for so, you. You fucking suck it under, being undercover. So now... What else do we have that we want to talk about here? Because what did we talk about? You just got in a rant and rave about line three and the well, protesters. I know, You're I know, I know. I'm, and the thing that is, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You're just gonna have to live with your disappointment <laughs> for a little while. This line three keeps getting fucking stopped <laughs> and stopped and held up oh, and stopped. Man. Oh, you're going to be salty one day when on whatever local news out of Bemidji, Minnesota, you see my face with like a hacksaw. You won't. <laughs> you can go down there and, you know what, I'd be proud of you. Because you know what, I know how you feel about it. So if you went down there and protested, I'd be like, hey, go get them, man. Because like. I'm not going to protest. I'm going to just donate a little bit of money to a couple organizations that, that are, are working against it. Against yes. It because they're in a way it. better position to Dude, fight it than they got, I am. They have lawyers. I'm not going to get in a, like. You've said before when you're writing our state representatives about hemp farming and whatnot, and I'm like, damn, Levi, you write our governor and our, you know, state representatives? Well, what? You said, what am I going to do? Fucking make comment on Facebook like yeah. everybody else does? No, you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I like yeah, your approach. I'm not, at the, I'm not in the position to do something. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you got those buddies that just think they can just fix anything or do anything, and they spend way more time and money trying to learn how to do it on YouTube and learn everything about it that really, they could have just did their job that they do normally, paid the fucking mechanic to fix their car and been ahead in the long run. <laughs> Would have been fixed, I know. right? So if in you, way less time. If and, you want to do stuff right, here's, mean, and these people 
these people have actually been very good for Embridge and, you know, I mean, I don't think they're bought off or nothing like that. They, they, when I say they've been very good, they're engaging and they have a seat at the table, it seems like, as friends of the Mississippi. And I've seen them at the very opposition to yeah. my industry. Yeah. Um, but you're saying this is a legitimate organization. It's a legitimate organization, Friends of the Mississippi. Yeah, they're battling. I mean, if all those protesters took all their eggs and put it in that basket, the Friends of the Mississippi, they actually probably would do more good because Friends of the Mississippi, they hire lawyers and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah. they file injunctions. But sometimes on those big organizations, if you get, like, two bad apples up at the top, you know, they don't do shit. They're just driving around in their... Oh, Whatever you want to, any kind of fancy vehicle, I guess. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I mean, it was that I support a group called the Back uh, Country Hunters and Anglers. Yeah, yeah we talked about that. And, uh, but they, they, uh, they were excited when Donald Trump he had appointed somebody. I, I forget the position, Secretary of the Interior or something. Oh, God, but whoever dealt with the. Public lands, like giving up the Bears Ears National Monument. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. But he was a guy from, they were pumped about him because they thought, hey, we got an outdoorsman, a sportsman, a, a hunter from Montana that's, you know, he's going to be kind of on our side. And he just fucking sold out and just worked literally for the oil companies when he reduced these monuments and made his... Uh, went and checked them out and gave Donald Trump his recommendations and then they disappeared and he ended up getting fired. I think Donald probably <laughs> fired him later. But then Go he was it. then he was hired by one of the one of the big oil prospectors that he had just approved the shit for. So now he works for them. And it's like, oh, you know, they were pumped for him right away. Even though he wasn't he wasn't a Democrat, but at least he was an outdoorsman, so they thought you know, we're going to have this hunter outdoorsman from Montana on our side. He's going to appreciate these lands just a little more than somebody else might. But he was kind of a pushover. And then, yeah, he just got steamrolled by the Donald train. So that's another thing. Did you, were we going to talk about any election stuff or is that over? Yeah, well, there's a big election, you know, recount going to go on in Georgia that is going to, could potentially uh, get Mitch McConnell. What's he, that droopy face guy, the head of the... no. House, or he's the well, majority he's, he's, speaker he's a for the Senate. He's the Senate for the Senate. Yeah. Majority speaker for mm -hmm. the House, or majority speaker for the Senate. One of them. Yeah, but anyway, he's only the majority speaker because Republicans hold the majority in the House. If the Democrats get the majority, Mitch McConnell loses his job, right? And there would be a Democratic representative that mm -hmm. would bump up to be the Speaker of the House. So that droopy faced motherfucker from Kentucky could potentially. Yeah, but he's not a motherfucker, dude. Lose his job. I don't know much about him. He just looks like a oh, dude, cartoon I know, character. I know I can't stand the way he looks either, but, but get this. But anyway, there's a Georgia, the election in dude, Georgia. Dude, we can't get rid of McConnell. On. We can't get rid of him. You know what he did, right? No, I don't know I, what Dude, when I did. tell you this, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Oh, okay. Honest to God, this will be mind-blowing. He was behind the whole legalizing hemp thing in the, in the United States. He was the one that wrote the bill. Well, that's good. Doesn't mean he still isn't a dick. He did one good thing. <laughs> what else he got? Dude, he might have changed the world for a hundred years. He should. He should pump some more bills through so he can get this shit okay, going. They're trying to pump some bills right now. now for but yeah, so there's a there's a recount in Georgia for the uh, hmm, man house. Yeah, last two seats, last two representatives down there. Yep, it'll be done. I think early January. That's and, a big thing. And another, People have kind of forgot about the election, but there, that's a big thing. I was doing some reading today too, so. There's also some other stuff that's kind of confusing to me going on right now. 
All right. Well, that's not too tough. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't really understand how lawsuits work. Well, depends on the lawsuits and who knows what. Which one are you talking about? So right now, so I don't know, you probably already know about this, but the state of Texas. Nope. No idea. The state of Texas is filing lawsuits on Georgia, the state of Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Michigan right now for essentially undermining um, election rules. Texas. The, so, Texas isn't a country. They tried to be a country a long time ago, right? So they're just a state. Okay, so, so now states can sue other states saying that that state didn't follow election. So I'm going to read about it right now. I'm just going to say Supreme Court won't take up GOP lawsuit over mail voting in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I so, don't give, really give a fuck about recounting and all the lawsuits. It's going to be, I mean, they will be tied up for so long. Well, there's just so much stuff that I've heard, though. So I had somebody t- talk to me the other day. They said there was one, that right now there's stuff tied up in court. Like, essentially, so what they do is they examine the voting process for precincts that are under investigation right now. And they supposedly had a one voting machine. They took them right out as evidence. They, they had two voting machines. I'm going to tell you this. If any of these lawsuits take as long as it, the lawsuits against Donald Trump and figuring out his fucking taxes for the last 15 years that they still haven't figured out. Yeah, they have his taxes figured no, out. they haven't figured out his fucking back taxes and all this shit. He doesn't owe back taxes. $74 million. That's, that's pocket change. Dollars. Pocket but change. It's been tied up for like nine years in court for a thing that was supposed to be done not even have a court case. So Dude, that's if any of these change. lawsuits or anything like that... Biden will have come and gone by then, and we'll be I'm, on to the next president, I'm just saying, and maybe he'll have okay, come and gone by so, the time they settle these fuckers. I'm just going to say, so how these elections work is, essentially, you have electors, electors, and they're compromised of the electoral college, and essentially they need to sign off on the elected candidate in each state, but their job is to assure that the votes were legally attained to uphold the integrity of the election. So they are essentially the reason for these investigations is there is some suspicion. So I'm not saying that any suspicion. I've heard listen, that there are, there's nothing to cause suspicion in any of the states. And well, those are false claims. The one thing that causes suspicion in Pennsylvania, from my research that I've done, the one cause for suspicion is that the illegal they illegally changed voting laws 12 hours before the election. No idea. So, no idea if that's even a real thing. It is. I it's don't a, think it's, anybody knows if that's a real thing. So they illegally changed voting laws. Oh. So they had four months to do it. Why would they do it 12 hours before an election? I don't know. Trump had uh, four years to pardon his kids for all their previous crimes. Why would he wait till the last What crimes do they office? have? I couldn't even say. I don't <laughs> think they've plenty. committed any crimes. Probably plenty. You don't think Donald Trump's fucking kids have committed crimes? You've committed well, let's crimes. Look it up. I've committed crimes. No, there's no looking it up right now. We're not looking up facts on our just, phone right now to start spitting Baron, Baron Trump. I don't even crimes. know. Baron Trump. Is that one of his kids? Yeah. I don't even know how many kids he's got. He's got the girl that he thinks is really sexy look that he wants to sleep with. Doesn't he want to have sex look with his him. daughter? Look at him. He's got the... There's one Baron kid, Trump. Eric, who's got, oh, that kid's like 14. Eric, who's got, you know, some sort of issues going on. Don Jr., the cocaine addict. 
Christ. I can say, but no, I've heard that. I've heard that Donald has pardoned a handful of people and that now he's looking oh, at right here. potentially trying to figure out a way to pardon himself for any past potential crimes that he might have committed that Joe Biden, he thinks, is going to try to prosecute him on, but this is all 100% hypothetical. I don't know how you can pardon yourself for hypothetical things and also to pardon his all his children and Jared Kushner for any crimes that they might have committed that they might find out later down the line. It doesn't even say the crimes so, they committed. No, no, there it's it's a hypothetical thing. He's he's going to pardon this handful of people for hypothetical crimes. That's just fucking retarded. Yeah, but he's just trying to protect his whole family and anybody Rudy Giuliani from any potential crimes that he might have committed. While working for Donald Trump, or over the last few years. Oh, so um, so it says here Giuliani has some um, business dealings with Ukraine. I mean, there's just a handful of things that I I think once they dig him out, and and you know when he doesn't have the protection of being. Oh, because I remember you remember when remember when they did that big investigation on Trump with Ukraine. Sure. No, I don't. When he was accused of. What they call it? It was something. They were essentially bribery. Yeah, bribery to, to for them to look into Biden. Was that the re- Ukraine or something looking mm. at Joe's kid? But no, I mean, it, so yeah, yes. it's, it's hypothetical, but it's just kind of mind blowing that he's trying so, to get these last couple of fucking Joe's things kid. done. And also, it's kind of neat. You don't see any more Mike Pence anymore. He has retreated from the Donald Trump charade. So he I, took his name off their website. He so, took his name so listen, off all their media. I heard stuff. an interview that was he's trying disturbing. to save himself here in the last three uh, weeks. I heard an interview that was very disturbing. Actually, it was a guy that was had just recently been pardoned, and it was General Mike Flynn, and he claims that the corruption with not just Democrats, but essentially the is it runs so deep. That the American people have no idea. Yeah, it's like when you see a CIA movie. Then you don't really even know what to believe anymore because there's shadow people and corporations and layers to people's decision-making and so, politics. So, That's just fucking so, mind-blowing. You, I mean, the normal person is just happy to not even but he's a, know he's that a, shit. He's a four-star general. Yeah, I'd you know what it takes corruption? to be a four-star general? No, I don't. You probably got shot four times. You got four stars. You don't get to give up. You don't gain rank when you get shot. <laughs> oh, idiot. oh, you just so, got purple hearts. So okay, so on the election, all all I'm going to say here is, I am. So you believe him when he comes out and says some shit like that? You have no reason like not Trump? to believe a four-star general. I have no Flynn. reason to not believe him because he has nothing to lose. He's already been sitting in prison. Oh, this Michael Flynn? He's already went to prison. He got put in prison because of Obama. When? During the... He got indicted by an Obama-era Supreme Court justice and... Oh, he got put during in jail. Trump's term? Yes. So you're saying the past president made a law, so you're just no, rolling... No, essentially he got... To fucking... So, Obama put him in jail. So essentially he got contempt of... I think it was a contempt of... Uh, courts or something i mean that happens for anybody so if, he pre- was, he, if a previous president has made certain laws and then you break you can't those make fucking laws. laws the president can't make laws well whatever he did he must have did some policy so then so, if a president can't make laws why are you saying obama put him in jail because he one of his appointees did it oh so he wasn't so him. yes he was him so 
Okay, so I, um, okay, so I'm I'm reading this off of New York Times, which is very liberal, and this essentially, okay, here it is. Pardon his former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, there, New York Times, who backed out of his cooperation agreement with the Special Counsel's Office for any and all possible offenses beyond the charge he had faced of lying to federal investigators. Oh, so he lied to the feds. You know, so essentially, he, he didn't lie. Given he, an oath he just pled the fifth. Oh, um, he refused to discuss matters um, at all with anybody, with investigators, and it put him in jail. Well, when you're in a position of that stature, you should have to be a little bit transparent in what's going on. I, I think. I mean, should I don't know what if there are national security issues he yeah. said or what. So but, what happens? You get. You I get, mean, if you know like ninety eight percent of the story, and then you got one guy that would give you the last two percent but he's like no comment that's it i take the fifth you're like well of course you obviously understand that he's wrapped in that fully and he's just not going to say anything so i mean <laughs> somebody so must have judged him and and made that judgment and he's in jail so i, I can't say that a four-star general shouldn't be in jail just because he has four stars well okay so i would uh, he whatever. picked the wrong backer so no, you don't. Donald. He was probably there before Donald even stepped in, and he was probably in that position. So, here's the thing. Here's where the election's at, in my opinion. So, number one is I just want to call out horseshit reporting on pretty much every mainstream media site there is. Because, amen. The AP is. I I think I think the CEO of AP, whoever the fuck that is, should be put in prison because. Essentially, they're inciting riots and violence in this country because they called an election long, long before. This is the closest election we've ever had, number one. You're still saying that it's getting recounted. You're still calling it an election like Biden hasn't Dude, won. there's four steps that election <clears throat> takes to, 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 to get a candidate. There's four steps. I mean, it's not just the, the only the only organization that has called this election is the press. Hmm. There's not any electors that have called it. There's nobody. None of the states have certified yet. Yeah. None, not one state. Just the popular certified. vote. Not even the popular vote. They haven't. They, they don't know. Be, right now, they have to certify the vote. It's got to be certified. It's by. It's got to go through the national archives and everything. I mean, it's a. It's a pretty long, lengthy process. I don't even know what that means. I just know they counted all the people's votes in the country that voted, and Biden is the president. So now it's going to go to other kind of tricks for Donald to try get. I, I wouldn't say it's tricks, though. What if it's illegal? What if it's an illegal? What if it was an illegal election? Uh, Just per, hypothetically I mean, speaking. Yeah, then that sucks. That shouldn't be, happen in this country. But I mean, that's probably been talked about on every election since elections were fucking thought so, up. You like, know what's scary about? You an, think this one was legit? No. You know, I mean, for many many years they weren't legit. But you they're know what's, stolen in what's, other countries. They're stolen. What's scary about an illegal election is? Yeah, but nobody knows it's illegal except for people. Just keep spouting shit like saying this was illegal and 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 the people that watch the counting in the states are like no they literally never had okay. we've never had a process this transparent before so i've seen videos literally with my own eyes yeah but, people sharing stuff and handing stuff back and forth after hours in these voting centers like workers handing usb drives and stuff and like doing you have no shit. idea what they're fucking handing you, they might have handed him a fucking the, lighter to go outside would, for a cigarette. Why would the guy yawn like, and reach around the lady and she's like, 
It was the fishiest shit I've ever seen. Why? Dude. Maybe he fucking has a wife and he's been like tapping this girl on the shoulder all the time. <laughs> oh, he's like, hey, baby. Man, okay. So, anyways, you we're have not no getting anywhere. fucking idea what's going on in those we're places. Not, we're, you're not watching... getting, we're not getting anywhere. All no. I'm saying, I'm still standing by my word that I do believe the legal system will take care of this. All right. But don't be surprised, Brats. Don't be surprised. I don't know what we're putting on the podcast this week. This has just been a rant and rant of bullshit. Don't be surprised if there's something that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. expected here. It's going to be out of the ordinary. I did not want. Oh man, it's going to be out of the ordinary. It think, may not be. I think it's going to be out of the ordinary because we're going to have the first president. That gets out of office and within a year is uh, is either abandoned our country for somewhere he can't get extradited from, or ah, that's what they said about Obama too. Why they said the same thing about Bill Clinton? Hillary Clinton was supposed to go to prison. She wasn't even a president. No, and she was supposed to be in prison. About that, but yeah, so anyway, probably not justified. I'm gonna call it. She was probably pardoned. I'm gonna call it. In one year from now, President Trump is gonna own his own news network. <laughs> and Levi will Dude. be an honorable supporter. Who the I don't fuck so. would watch Donald Trump's news network? Uh, duh. Have you seen the flags? Oh, my God, <laughs> dude. Duh. Civil War. <laughs> duh. Now we're back to Civil War. Yeah, so anyways. Um, I do not yeah, want yeah, to do that to yeah, people. Yeah, you know, tune into your local Fox. I'm a Democrat. I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. But yeah, I mean, so you know how this is going. Tune into your local Fox network or CNN and get glued to that for a while, and you'll be right there with me and Brats right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so could we have anything positive we can talk about? I don't know. My brain's numb from just... Come on, you got notes written down, dude. I know that was what we were supposed to talk about, not if Donald Trump's a fucking I know. shit or not. I just want to talk about air gets a little LSD oh, yeah. 25, you know, getting a little funky out there. And we somehow went from like Trent Reznor to fucking Donald Trump's kids and back to LSD. <laughs> I couldn't say. Okay, so. I think that maybe Trump and his family got into that air gut, you know. Did you do some homework on air gets or no? Yeah, I mean, I read about air gets. It fucking, they turned it into LSD 25. That's pretty much what you got. No, I mean they turned it in all sorts of different. Did shows. you get any history on it? Twenty five LSD was twenty called LSD twenty five because it was the twenty fifth compound that this guy had made with the ergots. So, but I was mistaken. I did think that ergot root was uh, something that came from the Amazon. You could like extract a DMT or dimethyltryptamine from another psychedelic drug, but it is not. I was mistaken. I think that's the acacia tree. Um, I looked that up, so yeah, I guess I know it's the acacia tree, but well, I knew I that was, that was uh, you know, my old drug mushed brain got those two a little mixed up, I guess. I, but on the whole arrogant thing, you know, with the Salem witch trials, um, there's a little confusion, I think, with okay, so there's I'm confused myself, so I have done some reading and I got an article here on it, and they're saying that. I'm confused on whether or not who was doing the Aragots or the possibly, it's called Jims and Weed. Who was on the Aragots and Jims and Weed? Was it the witches or was it the people? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like th- It was the people that said that they saw these witches do something. They thought that they saw. So they were freaking tripping is what they were they doing. They were tripping and like blaming it on some, this person or this lady is a witch and 
did this and made some fucking ghost come out of nowhere and scare me. Burner at the stake. So people died because of this. Yeah. Bunch Which of everybody dies anyway because of back then, but. Everybody dies anyway. <laughs> yeah, when they get old or when they're young or all sorts of different well, reasons. No. <laughs> or they fucking watch that's Fox News a, too much. That's and such a great just, statement, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking, such a great statement. I mean. I mean everyone dies. Everyone dies. You watch Fox <laughs> News, you get depressed. Do you want to oh, die? Oh, man. So, <laughs> get off it. Okay. Fuck. So. That shit gets me so fucking wound up. God damn it. Listen. Election's over. Yeah. So, I, the only other thing I want to do with the Salem Witch Trials is what if... What if they were using it as a drug at the time? I don't think they were smart enough at the time to, like, actually... Sit down in like sweat lodges or something. Try to try to try to scientifically. Yeah, trying to sit scientifically break it down and look the into it and see what natives. I mean, there's psychedelic drugs are not a new thing. They're newly scheduled as Schedule One in the United States of America. What's but Schedule they were, One? It's like methamphetamine. That's the number one kind of like a. Yeah. That's like a. Class One felony or something. That's like the strongest shit. That's like what people laugh that weed is still. Marijuana still is it schedule, schedule, schedule one? one narcotic. It's not yeah, even more federally. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same as cocaine and who's meth responsible and for that? Heroin and I don't know. I don't know who's responsible for that. Probably Richard Nixon, something like that. You think so? Or maybe before him, but no. I I, I mean I don't know. He was responsible, I think, for the FBI and the crackdown on it. But yeah, I don't know when the drugs were scheduled or because I mean. It's the Controlled Substances Act. It's of called what year? 1972. 1972. Is it Richard Nixon? 1972. Um, it's a huge, big, nasty law. Yeah. One of them deals. Wrap like, a whole bunch of people in yep. it and try to keep the keep the poor poor and the rich rich and keep the fucking poor in the slums and you know the drugs. Oh my god, this is disgusting. Actually, and I'm, I don't even smoke weed. No, but this is disgusting. It says. Schedule 1 is the category of controlled substances not allowed to be prescribed by a physician. Under 21 U.S.C., whatever, drugs must meet the criteria in order to be placed on Schedule 1. It says, drug or other substance has a high potential for abuse. Well, X that one out. I've never Marijuana. seen a fucking guy that's like, what are you in treatment for? <laughs> yeah right. Well, that's what's on half baked. Do you ever watch? Oh my god! Half baked if with I met a Chappelle? guy that was in treatment for weed, dude, that's, he'd be like, okay. "Dude, the guy just wants to hang out there." Dude, I mean, I... no, hold on. A drug or substance has no currently accepted medical use in the treatment United States. Untrue. It treats all kinds of stuff. PTSD. I know, but they still have. I mean, that's what many people would Number say. Number three. Untrue. There is a lack of accepted safety for use of the drug or other. Substance. It is literally safer than, safer than this shit that I'm chewing right now. Yeah, or booze. Or booze that I'm or, drinking right or now. cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'm not even, I'm <laughs> not even, dude, I'm a conservative. You just understand it a little bit more. So, yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing that it's like that. It's like one of them laws, you know, there's still laws out there that are kind of crazy in multiple states. Like, there's probably something in Missouri where you can, like, shoot any, oh, something like bleach no you, yeah you can <laughs> shoot bleach in yourself but like crazy laws where you can shoot multiple people if they're and then they're considered like uh 
posse that are coming for your property and that was like a law from the 1700s and it's still going on and yeah it's like what you can shoot three people riding by my house on horses if they're all on horses i can shoot you know something Man, dumb I, like that whatever but dude i, I think doesn't make sense dude but. it's such commonplace right now even for conservatives to be pushing for this thing to be delisted yeah, just now. be done we, it'd be nice if it would just be done it just you wouldn't have that to would be do, debated anymore dude, you know what that, that would do for our agricultural markets no It'd be if huge. It was legal and hemp. Well, no, I'm I mean, not saying legal, I would but, grow it. Yeah. Because I think it, I think it's a, actually a pretty high intensity management I mean, situation. It, yeah, they would actually have to. You, you're saying even if weed's legal just for smoking purposes, you think there'd be like combines worth, <laughs> fields worth that needed to go now once it got legalized? I think it's in, more like, intense than that. To be honest with you, I think it's more labor intense. I think they're out there actually cutting it by hand, like the farms oh, that right are legal. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I no, dude, it I, is. Yeah, you got people in there, and you got plants all over, and you, you got people dry with rubber gloves, and yeah, yeah it's a big deal. Cut. People go out to the West Coast. They used to go out there for the harvest time, and just for get weed? a job. Yeah, just get a job for like two, three months during the harvest to make a bunch of money. The sticky icky. Yeah, the sticky icky, and then come back with a, just a whole bunch of shit that stuck to their fingers when they were clipping the buds. They'd say, and it was called finger resin. Really? That eye. was really called finger resin? Yeah, finger resin. Oh, sweet. It, yeah, it just gets so oh, sticky man. and builds up on your hands. Yeah, it's, and... it's completely nothing like commercial or industrial farming like hemp. Hemp is, I look at hemp as like a canola. You know, it's just another industrial crop. Yeah. Um, we're still, we're, we just had a meeting yesterday actually with uh, some groups, uh, groups with uh, some entrepreneurs and you know, just some interesting people about our fiber endeavor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're still making headway. Still making headway? We are. To figure out what to do with Yeah, these, we are. But we're being very... Crop. I think our big thing is we're trying to be careful. Because we're... Well, um, well in any business, you got to be careful with your inputs, your costs. Yeah. And... Yeah, you don't want them to be wasted in the wrong direction. Boy, I tell you what. If you go blow a, you know, blow a big old heap of money on something... And <laughs> don't pan out. Well, and it doesn't it doesn't pay any any banker or financial institution is going to look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, of course. And you don't want that. So you want to you want to essentially have all your bases covered. You know, all your little backup plans. And and you want essentially what what's hard is you want to have customers lined up essentially before you have the product. And that's where we're ha- that's where the hemp industry is having problems as a whole. If you go online and research it, there's supply chain issues. Because because there's people, hemp has a lot of promises in the product. Yeah. But there's not a lot of product out there right now. So in order to withhold all those, pro- in order to hold up on all those promises, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. In order to hold up on all those promises, you got to have a lot of material and you got to have a lot of supply to back that up. Well, there's not a lot of supply. So what comes first, the, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, you build the factories process at first or you get the crop first. You got to slowly just creep up together. Yeah. and Push and, each other. Push each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about that before with the government, you know, subsidies and stuff like that. There's not a whole heck of a lot out there right now. This stuff's still in, in, a, in a pretty infant stage, a lot of it. and But it's going to work its way out just like uh, anything else. You know, I mean, at one time canola was... Um, in its infancy stages too, you know. So, what else you got there? What are you looking at right now? Oh, I'm looking at this book I got now. What I is talked it? about it's How to Lie with Statistics. Oh, that one that we talked about last week. Talked about it last. Let week. me see it real quick. 
a Daryl Huff. I think it was written in 1954. But yeah, kind of neat. It's just like it's telling you you don't know what to believe out there because because it fuck the statistics lie and are skewed in all different directions. And when they say this, that isn't actually that. When they say that, it isn't actually this, and or it is actually this, or it's hard to say. But oh, they'll say the average is a lot, or the average income in this neighborhood, and they don't. You don't know what. I mean, it doesn't literally mean the average. It could be one of three averages, or one the average of anything if they don't define it so yeah it's funny I mean, they show it's, it's uh, funny they show these bar graphs here i mean when you're especially i mean it just makes shit funny because yeah bar graphs with numbers on one side and yeah. not on the other and they just show you like a big red line going up <laughs> so and when they say this is how much uh pollution or this is how much money is in this neighborhood how much this company has went up this year and it's like well what do you mean you just flash that fucking picture for like three seconds so when we i saw was, a big line going upwards we didn't even have time to read anything and there wasn't even no numbers on it you want to talk you about know? so who the fuck what kind of meeting do you go to with this big red line on a piece of paper and you're like hey everybody you want to invest in my new idea so dude i was i was trying to and and, and but i mean that does get investors that's literally all you fucking need to get investors sometimes because I, people don't think check I think it out i think oh Hitler said that. What great thing for people in power that people don't think something like that. So when I was citizens don't think. When I first got into farming, I <clears throat> I wasn't sitting on a lot of green, but you know I was trying to find some optimism in the market, which there was none. There's probably still not a whole lot, but um, I would look at graphs like from all the way, you know. So depending on how you look at a graph, you know, look at a chart or a graph. Not oh, graph. so you know you yeah, not yes. grass. So you, so you would so I would look at the 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 chart from you know 2010 to 2018 or 19 say yeah and god it was disappointing to look at you know because it was just you know but you're always you're always honestly when you look at those in the egg markets you're looking for a low is what you're looking for you know because when you see your low that's when you always see it jump you're always looking for the big jump well but then you you want to talk about an emotional roller coaster so then you, you zoom out and you're like okay i'm gonna look at 2000 2000 you know 20 or whatever well then yeah. all of a sudden you see so you're looking Go you're from looking 10 years to 20 years yeah so, so you're trying to look at trends you yeah. know so then you're like, oh, like the stock oh, market we could, or yeah anything. yeah we could be hitting an uptrend you know well then you go to 1990 to 2000 and then it's like oh man we might actually be on a freaking downtrend well then you go to 1980 <laughs> and it's like the most Pollock way of looking at things i mean i guess there's probably a mathematic algorithm that you could probably figure out to try to see at least Try to pinpoint what the market's going to do, but I don't have the time or the like shorts. to level all them peaks and valleys out into yeah. one straight line and see <laughs> if it's actually flat or going up or down. Well, to try to play the market, but I learned within my first two three years of farming that there's no fucking outsmarting the market. There's just there ain't. You just ain't gonna outsmart the market. Just do the best you can yeah. on other. Don't put your time and energy into trying to be a freaking mathematician. No, it ain't worth it. Do your job. We yeah. talked about that at the beginning. Just do what you're fucking good at, and let the other people do what they're good at. Don't try to be an economist and a farmer. <laughs> you know? like, like a school trained economist. Yeah, so, I mean a middle school trained economist. Like, so, so you know, like like Rat said, you know, hone your craft, you know, whatever it may be, and you can have multiple crafts too, you know, like Rat is a um, professional. 
I'm a professional lots of things. I'm like, what's a cliche like a... Uh, hair grower? Something hair grower. Yeah, I've got long hair, but uh, master of... Oh, God, what is it? Like, instead of being specific, I am a jack of all trades and a master of none. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think so. Jack of all trades and a master of none. But you can make a lot of money. I was told this. My dad told me that a long time ago, that if you want to do one thing really well... Doesn't matter really what you do. There's in, there's industries out there where and all over the place. Whether it's just singing or be an athlete or be a businessman. If you want to do one thing really well, you can make lots of money. But you're gonna just put your time into that one thing for your life and be the best at it. And you're gonna be one of the best in your industry. You're gonna make a bunch of money. But I was that's, took, that's I took true. more of the path of making an average amount of money. And doing lots of different things. I've been a carpenter. I've sharpened hockey skates. I've done concrete. I've drove cabs. Drove I was like drove truck. Drove truck. I didn't drive truck. Did no. you drive concrete truck or did you? No, drive? I didn't drive concrete truck. I don't have my license for driving semis or anything. But I haven't been an electrician and I haven't been a plumber. But I've been most. You found nails. Most other yeah. I've been a carpenter. Yeah. Absolutely. Framing houses. Yeah, framing houses. Finish work. I think I could build myself a house. Really? Yeah. You know, I don't frame windows. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, so they leak. <laughs> <laughs> you like that open window concept? I like that open window concept. Holy shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that, to hear the fucking birds that, chirp in the winter. I don't know how to put in a door or window. That's pretty basic garbage. I don't, dude. I don't. Shingles or, I, mean, I don't. I don't know how to do I don't know how to put a... Dude, that's why there's guys out there right now. Premier... Top-notch exactly. carpenters out there working on my place right now. Yeah, for sure. That kid. And it sure as hell ain't me. Our premier top-notch. And and they're doing a jam-up job. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that crew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like them. They've been good to us. Yeah, they're they're polite to my wife. Got a history with that crew. But well, they're good guys. But anyways. No, I've worked with them, too. I've, I did some concrete with them last summer, and, and they're all right. You know, we've all turned... We've all turned the page from back in the oh, day. Oh, man. That's... But I knew some of those kids, some of those guys from, you know, 10, 12 years ago when when drugs were the center of our life. And sometimes it's hard to move past that. But you know what? I, I expect people to move past it for me, so I should not keep. Yeah, you're I right. should be able to move past it for them, too, because even though, yeah, we were all junkies and kind of pieces of shit. That goes with while. alcoholism, too, you know. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's, well, most of us have seemed to grow up a little bit and, uh, or a lot of bit and kind of shake our heads and find some decent jobs for ourselves with, you know, realize that that lifestyle. And have kids. Have kids and have houses and holy shit, I remember walking out of the bank and just laughing saying, they believe I'm going to pay them back for oh, this man, shit. Oh man, that is so, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> Somebody gave me money for a house. Yeah, the problem and, is. Yeah, of course I expected to pay them back, but I didn't expect somebody to. Give you the money? Take a chance on me, no. No, not at all. I was uh, didn't have a great of a proven yeah, it's, it's track true. record. But, yeah, working on it. Working on it and, uh, you know, always keep pushing and paying your bills. Pay your fucking bills first. I used to pay them last, and that, that didn't work. Man, it's crazy when I if you look back even 10 years ago for me, my, my mentality was so much different, and it wasn't just, I guess it probably wasn't just the alcohol. It was just where my mind was probably developmentally. I was, my priorities were not far off from where they are now. It was about my family and stuff, but alcohol seemed like it played such a huge 
you know, factor in my life to where I was, you know, it wasn't, you were always, it's, you know, I know a lot, I know a lot of my friends that drink and, and I, I never looked at them like how I looked at myself. You know, I always looked at them like they had control of their situation. Yeah, like they were, how do they control it and I've let myself. Yeah, but they, they probably didn't know it at the time, but I was thinking to myself, I'm out of control. Like I was out of control. But it wasn't the out of control, like rolling trucks, you know, getting DUIs. I never really got in trouble. You just see yourself going down the alcoholic road. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I was. And and, and, uh, and really, like, at certain points in your life, I'm like, hey, I can't do, I can't drink and drive. I can't afford a DUI. I can't, I mean, if that, if something like that were to happen to me, that would put me back big time at this stage in my life and so that's sometimes for me when the changes need to be made. That's an incentive to make changes. Yeah, I mean it it doesn't it's not like the biggest thing in the world to get a DUI, but it's at certain points in your life, like if you don't have very much money it in is bank a account. Huge I used deal. to just like fill up my vehicle and get a little bit of food, probably get a little bit of weed or something. <laughs> And then that was my paycheck. You know, I don't know. But it wasn't, I was just living on the edge when I was younger. And, you know, that was at the point when I needed to make those decisions like, hey, if you're ever going to fucking get ahead a little bit, you can't be putting yourself in scenarios like this to get. Because, yeah, these scenarios can get you behind the eight ball so fucking far that it doesn't yeah, seem I, like you'll get back. I will say, you know, it's. It's not like alcohol, you know, immediately, it's not like you drink, a, it's not like a, I, I mean, I don't drink at all, but it's not like once you take a sip of alcohol, you're constantly making just terrible decisions. Wow! It, I'd say it's like a progressive, it's a progressive. Yeah, it's a progressive thing. Yeah. So, like many things, gambling, Yeah. So narcotics. Some, yeah. I, I learned that with narcotics is why, why I got into them because people used to say as your kid. If you do this one time, you're going to be hooked for life. And it's like, shit, I tried it one time and it didn't really do anything. You were fucking lying, you know? So you, but then you slowly keep doing it and slowly progress into it. Pretty soon it's just steamrolled out of control. Yeah, you're Possibly bad. if you haven't, if you didn't check it at all like I didn't. Yeah. But, and some people can handle it. And I, I, I don't have a, I don't have any problem I guess I shouldn't have a problem with anybody else's lifestyle choices, but I guess I would say I have zero judgment on anybody that that can handle, um, you know, any type of alcohol or drugs, and they can they have their situation handled. But at the same time, if you, if you have a problem or you feel like you do, you know, I will tell you it's a lot harder, you know, to get to reach out and help from help. It's just like PTSD as well. Like with my and fellow, if your buddy does reach out for help and you say, "I got this shit handled." You probably don't got that shit handled. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing with the PTSD. I just saw a post on social media. Um, there was another veteran that I didn't serve with, but he, a, a guy that I served with was a friend of his that he committed suicide. And I, I really get sick of hearing about those because I. See, you get sick of hearing about those. I get sick about hearing about my friends that die from, they say, always say on the obituaries from unknown you know causes weren't released but to me i i know those people and they're still wrapped up in drugs potentially and it's like son of a bitch another person od yeah so you you're with the military and the ptsd mm -hmm. people doing it that way and i'm with the people that like have never been able to get 
past their depression or whatever their yeah. addiction and it's like damn i had i was lucky i had a point in my life where i was like this is it i'm done but uh, you know everybody's got a different point and it sucks when people haven't got there before well before I'm, they that happens I'm gonna, they die i'm gonna tell you a little story about we gotta probably cut off here after a little bit don't we Are we no gonna... we're gonna edit out that big whole donald trump argument oh really okay <laughs> so i got a I, when I got into the Marine Corps, I got into the fleet. I served with uh, 1st Battalion, 2nd Marines. And the, one of the first guys I ran into there, or saw, he was this big giant of a Marine. He looked like a a Marine's Marine. I mean, he was his name was Gunny, Gunny Parisi at this time. I think he was a staff sergeant. And um, he was actually, he was he just was, he looked like a giant among men. Yeah. And he wasn't like huge and jacked. He just looked like somebody you'd run into on the battlefield and be like, I'm going to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll follow him. So he and he was a hero of a marine. He had combat action ribbons. He had a combat action with Valor. Um, you know, he went to Iraq with a bunch of my buddies. Several tours to Iraq. He was a sniper platoon sergeant. He was a scout sniper. I didn't serve in the sniper platoon with him, but he was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to be a sniper. Yeah, because I wanted to be like him, even though I physically could never look like him. Because <laughs> I was a fucking. Because I looked like a runt. Yeah, you know, compared to him. Yeah, so you know, but. Uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, I saw a Facebook post come across that he, he, he did motivational speaking and he was like a life coach Yeah. and he freaking had PTSD and he killed himself yeah. and he was a giant among men. He's like, how, you know, if I could just talk to him, I'd just like to say, you know what, dude? I looked up to you so much. We still think about you before you did that. Like we saw you in such a positive light. Oh man. But he was know. an inspiration, you know? You don't know. Sometimes, like, so he's trying to do something. Maybe his public speaking was to try to work through it himself, I'd imagine, originally. And he's like, hey, I can help some others because I'm struggling with this big time. And, you know, you, you don't know what's going through people's heads. I mean, uh, yeah, you get in a little slump or a little slump of depression, even if you, you know, on the outside, people say, oh, yeah, like you said, he's a public speaker. Like, he was a motivational speaker. Yeah, but, you know, he... That was just little snippets of his life that people get to see. And yeah. You don't get to see everything else after that when he goes home and deals with it. Yeah, you and always... it sucks. I've always... had friends like that, too, where it's like I, I connected. We I lost touch with a buddy over drugs many years ago, 12 years ago. And, uh, you know, finally rekindled our relationship like three years ago. Only through a couple Facebook messages, he told me where he's living in Colorado and that he's doing good and it got his way out and whatever. And it was really good to chat with him again because we left on bad terms and I, I, I didn't feel good about it. We were great buddies for a long time and chatted twice and I didn't hear from him for about three months. And his sister wrote me a Facebook message saying that he was dead. And I was like, what the Fuck. And you thought he was doing good. Thought he was doing good. He just told me, "Hey, I got out of this shit. I'm glad we we're both out of it." And you know, he thought I he was one of the guys. Reach out that... to you and just tell you, you know, sorry for the past. And so we get, we just kind of fucking rekindled a little bit of a relationship. And I thought, yes, way to go, buddy. Way to go. He and thought I, he was one of the guys that made it in the clear. Made it in the clear, and yeah, uh, I mean, I texted a couple other friends saying, "Hey, he's doing good. He's." Just messaged me saying he's out in Denver now and got a job and doing this. And then, you know, two, month, three, two three months later, his sister let me know. And I, I still don't know exactly how he died. She said from reasons we don't even have to talk about. But to me, that's just 
you know, uh, drugs, narcotics. It was opioids. That's what he was into for sure. So, yeah, I you know I didn't. I don't know. And, you, and the the main that sucks. The thing it sucks I, all the time when you lose buddies like that. The thing I think about is you know just like I've talked about in podcasts before. Um, and this is going to bring me into another thing. You know, there was another guy named Lance Corporal Klein that was killed in Iraq. He lost, basically, got cut in half, from what I understand. And I always, I'll never forget him because he had two he had two kids and a wife. And I found somewhere does those kids. Yeah, and I and I found out that his wife actually lived in Bismarck, North Dakota, just through Facebook, just creeping, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I and then I found out that his wife actually killed herself. Oh my God! After after all these years, it was like last year she did, and I found out, and um, you know, it just tears tears shit apart. So I'm gonna get into my next. I forgot I had one more rant I had to go on, and it's gonna, you know, I. It's it's this um okay so I'm I, I watch college hockey this weekend. Yep. Okay, so my I come home and my wife's just bantering. Now we're going from. Yeah, this is no, no, just hockey, check. No. Just, just yep. gonna tie into I said, "What's going on?" She said, "Those, this now it's bled over into hockey, college hockey." I said, "What's that?" She goes, "This kneeling bullshit." I said, "What oh, happened?" Yes. I said, "It's St. Cloud State, UND." Did St. Cloud State kneel? She goes, "No, I don't think they. You know, I don't think whatever." She goes, "No, two players from UND." Well, then I find out that one of them little pricks is Canadian. I wanted to talk about this shit tonight. Yeah, too. dude, and I and I'm surprised we haven't talked. We can edit out that Donald Trump stuff. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Fuck that so Tom party, so right? you what, guys aren't gonna hear it from me and Levi. So okay, so all this all this ties together. So you guys, you know how I feel. I wanted to ask you a while ago how you felt about people kneeling for the anthem um, because I've got I, arguments I, I a think, little bit about it. I think when like um, so I, like okay, so I'm gonna tell you mine, and you're gonna. This is gonna set you off. You know, this will give you no. Little, it won't. No, it'll it'll give it won't you just set a little me ammo. Up. Is that, you know, it was about this UND thing, and somebody wrote something online saying, fuck these kids. It's probably they, me. No, they shouldn't be able to be part of this program. This is bullshit. And I said, you know, it takes a lot of balls. So first time in 14 years, I wrote something on social media back to somebody, and I was like. Uh, so you got trolled, essentially. I got trolled, and I was like, I'm just telling you this. I know the guy. I said, hey, it takes a lot of balls to do that, to stand up for the shit that you believe in. And, you know, people don't think that uh, this country is where it should be. They don't think that it's where the people who fought for this country would have wanted it to be. And that's why they're taking a knee, because the country that we, I'll include myself with the people that take a knee, expect and want to see isn't what's here right now. We're not satisfied with what's going on right now. And so that is the point of taking a knee and people argue you know well why do they have to do it during why can't they take a knee where it doesn't matter why you got to do it during a football game or hockey game it's like well that's because obviously that makes the biggest impact you know they can go and speak at a you know a community center in the evening but that doesn't make an impact like kneeling on live television does to bring awareness to the situation and people say there's not a situation but there is because this country is in unrest right now so anyway at the end of this comment Dude, you somebody you give me a lot of ammo at the end of this comment somebody wrote back saying it just hey you're fucking wrong blah 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 all this does is to, is show you who the patriots are compared to the fucking pussies out there 
and I I didn't I was just done. But in my head, I thought, yeah, exactly. You're correct. It shows you who the Patriots are kneeling versus the pussies who don't have the balls to stand up for what's right. Yeah, and so I, I, I flip I, it. People say the Patriots are standing. I'm like, no, the I've Patriots tried, are the one kneeling. I've tried. I didn't know that UND player was Canadian, but it doesn't matter because it's a it's a worldwide thing. I've tried to look at it. So as a logical person, so you know, I was, oh, I was, thanks. I was, <laughs> I was tying this into my buddy that died in Iraq that essentially got sawed in half. Um. I don't know that for a hundred percent, but if you read the book, um, the bridges of, uh, on Nazaria, you might, I don't think they go into detail on the actual no. injuries and how they died. But, um, anyways, um, we're, we're the problem that I, I don't have a, pr- see the, the problem, the problem with my morals is, is I've served this country and it's well within their, you know, First Amendment rights to do what they're doing because essentially they're carrying a body language towards something that's a cause. My my problem is is I disagree with you on the fact that they're patriots because there's a pretty good chance that those kids at one point in time have contributed to probably more than myself or people that are somewhat against it. They've probably contributed to systematic racism more than they would ever realize. Because they're Maybe. because they're more than likely, they're more than likely, probably more privileged than ninety nine percent of other white people in this country, and they're using this as a platform, a platform of privilege, to voice an opinion, and try to make a difference in the wrong arena. I mean, honestly, if they want to make a difference, become a college professor, and and um, you know speak at forums. Yeah, but that's become that's, a be, once again, you know. It and, doesn't, and, and, it doesn't, number, doesn't and, carry the weight. And number one, and, then I, and I want to back this up. I, I, want to, I want to try to talk about inequality right now because what I, I literally just got done re- listening to a podcast about hemp today. And their main focus, now I'm an up-and-coming, you know, I try to be a hemp farmer. Obviously, it's a slow, long process. There's not a shitload of help from the government. All the lady talked about from this hemp organization was how they're – going to fund all the money at specifically minorities, black farmers, Latinos, any, every other race other than white. How is there inequality in this country? When That isn't a true thing. That can't be a the, true thing. The biggest up and coming egg market right now is solely focused on everybody except for white people. I don't think that's a fact. I don't think that's a true thing. I don't know where you read it. It was from the USDA. I think that's... Go on their website and look at the USDA. People, they're called un- underprivileged people. They're trying to pump money into underprivileged people to uh, literally for this new industry for hemp, which is a new industry. Hey, if you want to get into it, we're going to give you more benefits than when we give Levi in northern Minnesota. Zero. And they're going to give them everything they need. Yeah, they're talking about grants and all all this other stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like I had to turn it off because it was actually sickening to listen to. Because I'm like, what makes them? What makes them any different than me? You know what I'm saying? What makes just because of their skin color? In yeah. fact, I just saw yeah. I just saw Exactly something the other day. Um, Joe Biden's top pick for Secretary of Defense. And literally, they brought up his race probably fifteen times in the article. In fact, I get tired of reading it. 
Because I want to look at his credentials and his qualifications. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit if he's he's a black guy. Yeah, but it's a big deal if it's probably the first person ever that's been African American or black. That's why been is it a big deal? Because for their existence in this country, we're the ones. There hasn't been. There haven't but that, been but able that is, to get there. But that is systematic of racism. Because of us. Yeah. Okay. So to balance to balance the fucking imbalance that's been there for three hundred years. We're gonna have to bite the bullet for a few years to catch. To well, how is it, and there's no catching how back is it, up. How is it biting there's the no bullet? There's no catching back up because you just said we're gonna have to bite the bullet. Like we're gonna put unqualified African American. Doesn't people? mean they're unqualified. I mean, so, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, you just said bite the bullet. So yeah, how, of systemic racism, we're gonna have to. If that's the case, if this is true, what you're saying, every race besides white, which is doesn't indig- get, indigenous people, doesn't get a benefit for this farming program then that's because for 300 fucking years you did get the benefit i haven't gotten no benefits doesn't matter you have you live in a country that you have to deal with what happened before you in this country the predecessors so what's come before us so i've heard people say that i never owned somebody and you've never picked cotton so what the fuck are you talking about it's like yeah well um, okay, so so everybody could bring up their ethnicity and race and find a weak point. Everybody can. I can I can do it easy right now. I could do it. I could give it to you in ten seconds. I don't even know what you mean by that. I, that I could say that I was fucking... betrayed. I could say that I was betrayed by by what? By people that I, dude. I'm from the Red Lake Band of Ojibwe. Yeah, but they don't even recognize as a fucking native tribe. The Red Lake Indian. Yeah, but you don't get worried about that because you're fucking white farmer and you're up here farming. Dude, you don't go and deal with Red Lake issues. But it's but here's the thing. I would, dude. I was raised in poverty. Yeah, I understand. You understand that? that? Like I yeah. had literally had nothing. So what makes me any different from the people? Because you are a part of a bigger group, and the majority of your group. So so here the majority of so, your group. So you here's made the decisions that are still affecting so you, just, you. You just answered your own question. So I'm no professor and I'm not a psychologist, but I will tell you this. So you just categorize me and, and marginalize me while we're both white. But As a race. I, I put you in your race. We need to stop doing that. Well, yeah, but you can't. you got to train you... your mind. When I read about this guy, I didn't want to read how black he was or why he's... I, I wanted to that. read about his fucking qualifications. Yeah, I understand that. But you're very rare among many. Many don't even care about his qualifications. They care about his skin color first. You're right. So I will give you that. I mean, that is the first thing you see, and that's the first thing somebody thinks. There's no denying My that. My grandparents are still racist. There's many people up here that are still racist. So systemic racism, I don't even think is a question. I think the only people that deny it are people so far gone from that realization that I don't know how you hardly we bring, need, them, bring them back. We yeah. need to train our minds. I mean, if you've been fucking held back in school for 11 years and your buddies are all fucking seniors and they're like, well, you're the same age, you should be able to do all the fucking classes and graduate in the same time as them because we took the restrictions away and we're letting you go on your 12th year, you can go. If you pass everything now, you can graduate the same time as everybody else. You're gonna be like, well, motherfucker. So you're telling me. I mean, there's so, so you're many telling different. Me, okay, like, so I'm just gonna use African Americans as a, as a yeah as black an example. Yeah. yeah. So we've I been think blacks, the right term, because not all of them are yeah, African American. You can say black. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, you know, we've got how many years? I don't even know since 
the civil rights movement. You know, we're, we're going on. Not many. So it was the 70s. when We're, when we're, we're, we're 60 some years. It's 1962, I think. It wasn't until sometime in the 70s that a white and a black person could get married in Texas. Isn't that not mind-blowing to you? Well, it is a little bit. I mean, Fucking it's Fucking 70s? Like, my parents were teenagers. And now, especially with this Black Lives Matter movement, I've tried to dig my head into it and understand it instead of just make judgments on it, and I feel like I do understand it, and I feel like more people should, because this isn't done. It's part of our life. You can't say, I didn't own slaves, and you didn't pick cotton, so that's that, because it's, it, <laughs> there are ripples. You throw a fucking rock into a pond, it ripples all the way to the edges, and there are still those ripples going through our society. Man, if you dig into this stuff, like, just this brief little bit that I've looked into, like, next there's so we can cover it on it. Throw Levi's phone in the fucking no. Woods. It, well, it's just there. Just this reading about this guy named William. He's pulling up stats as we're talking. No, I'm not. Well, you got, what do you got now? Well, this guy named William David McCain. He was a nobody knows who that is. He was That's a lawmaker in the South. He was a Democrat, and he um, a Democrat. Well, he was. He was a Southern okay. Democrat. Like he, you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear that that guy is fucking black ten times. You want to hear his. What, Here, here's it, what, how it was back hey, then. Listen. You want to hear his qualifications? I don't want to hear somebody's a fucking Democrat every time. I want to hear their qualifications. It said, here's what he here's what he got he's really got quoted saying. This is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. We insist ed, that educationally and socially we maintain segregated society, which means segregate you know, obviously segregate them, you know. In all fairness, yeah. I admit that we are we are not encouraging Negro voting. Negroes prefer that control of the government remain in the white man's hands. That is something so that, that a public that, official said back in 1963. Yeah, paid for by Donald Trump. <laughs> paid for by Donald that Trump for Donald president. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump for president. Fuck. I approve this message. <laughs> I approve this message. Oh my for God, dude. Leave, I found one thing from fuck, on the Klan's website from fuck, no, dude, this 1953. Is, no, this is just like the encyclopedia, dude. I, what I'm, I guess. What, okay, so let's go back to this. Um, <laughs> You're gonna find people on both sides. Let's go back to let's go back to the kneeling though. So here's the thing. Yeah, kneeling for the flag. It started it's, with so, kneeling for the flag. So here's the thing. I, I don't immediately jump and start kicking and stuff. I, I get, it d disappoints me to see it. I think if there was a bigger platform that those people could shout from to prove their point, they would. But this is the biggest platform that they're gonna have. And I'll say that even with all this mass stuff, and everybody's pissed about the mass and say it's bullshit. Well, not everybody, but a major good chunk of the country, not even a majority, think it's bullshit. And also that this Black Lives Matter is all bullshit. Whoa, lost my fucking train of thought. Well, so so if these kids are so concerned and they're willing to essentially use their "Quote unquote," um, NCAA career. Oh, fuck as a yeah. as a pedestal to put. Well, number one is, I didn't. I haven't done any research. Go ahead, Bratz. I guess what I'm going to say about that that you know the Black Lives Matter and and the masks and whatnot is I love what the NFL's done. People have boycotted the NFL for it, but I th don't think that we got ahead of, of this pandemic when we should have. I think that we playing catch up a little bit. 
even though I'm fucking sick of it too, for real. But I don't. So what about the NFL then? The NFL, the NFL has, has endorsed Black Lives Matter. Roger Goodell. Well, here's the, the commissioner here's my of the pro- NHL. Here's my NHL. Pro- here's NFL pro- apologized to Colin Kaepernick for originally kneeling and for kind of shaming and shaming him out of his job. He said he didn't understand what he was doing, and so they have really. And I appreciate it because I've liked to watch some football again. It's it's made being home a little that's better. That's for you and I. Are but different. they are fucking wearing masks on the field. They're wearing masks all over the place, and they get tested all the time. I mean, all the fucking time. There's been games that have been canceled and rescheduled because multiple players on one team have got COVID, and they just fucking don't play that week. They take the week off. They got to reschedule. Come back two weeks later. But also they've put things on their helmets, you know, about Black Lives Matter, Here, small phrases and things, and, and it needs to be recognized. So it's cool to see an industry and a, you know, a my business problem like with, that actually it, supporting it. Because if they weren't, you know, a lot of other people wouldn't get behind it. I think that, so that seeing that helps. My problem with the NFL is I, did, I never – I quit watching football when I was probably in sixth grade. Yep. I don't care about the NFL at all. I, have, oh, I, I give zero fucks to the up, NFL. I picked it up again about two years ago. I've never really watched football either, but I think just moving back to this small town. I know. I know. bored on Sunday yeah, afternoon. Right. We're like, hell. In the wintertime. Let's just, yeah, it's dark at 5 o'clock and it's fucking Sunday. It's like, all right, I'm going to watch football this afternoon. I get it. Grill some food. I just, I never got into it. There was, I was in the Marine Corps with guys that were just, they live for it. They're from yeah, Oklahoma, I, I mean, I, I don't get into the NFL very hard either, but I just I I, recognize I have, what they're doing, and I, I think that that's awesome. I see, think that more people should do that. If I'll, more, I'll be honest with you. I lost a lot of respect for the NFL when, like, they had those several cases where players were getting indicted for violent crimes. Oh, yeah, Michael You know Vick. what I'm saying? He's on yeah. Fox Sports now. No, 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 not or, him. There or, was um the guy from the 49ers. Was it like the one running back like he, punched his girlfriend in the, in the elevator? elevator? Yeah. yeah. So some of that's Hernandez that Hernandez, Hernandez dude, shot yeah, somebody. Yeah. So they started looking like a bunch of thugs, and then I really turned an eye to the NFL. Like I was well, like, "There is a bunch of thugs." I, I mean, was like, for "Sure." I was like, "You know what? I'm not even gonna." So I quit. I completely quit watching football. Actually, before the kneeling started, and I was like, "Yeah." So yeah, I told you guys, and then. <laughs> so anyway, but there's people that I that are conservative that I'm friends with that are. They they live for football. Yeah, and they and, won't watch it anymore. Um, I'd say half and half. I, I've heard that before. That but that's their choice. Saying, hey, I'm never watching supporting this because they're supporting people that kneel. And that's their and choice. And they're also supporting people that stand. Yeah. You never see that side. Yeah, they, that, that's their choice. But you know, I was always told. So I'm gonna. So let's go back to you know talking about my buddies in Iraq and the, the guys that did come home and the impact it had on their families and the, literally that whole generation of people's wiped out because of. Somebody wanting to fight for a good cause, which I don't care if you think Iraq was a good cause or not. I don't really care either. Yeah, um, they were constitutionally um, required to go over there and do what the president of the United States said at the time, and yeah. so that's not really up for debate right now. But um, I guess what I'm saying was, when I was a kid, I was at a sporting event with my dad. I think it was at the races or something, races or whatever, and. Um, you know, I, I always ask Dad, why do we take our hats off for these? He said, well, you take our hats off, you put your hand over your heart when you're a little kid. He said, you, when, when, when the Star Spangled Banner plays, I want you to think about, you know, the old movies we've watched, the guys that died in World War II that gave their lives for this country. Um, I want you to think about them and their families. Mm-hmm. And, 
and what they've lost and what they could have been. Because you never think about all those young men that died in World War II, black, white, native, whatever it was. Um, y y nobody ever just stops and thinks about what their life could have been. Could they have been a wheat farmer in Kansas? Could they have been a businessman in New York? Could they have had a wife and kids? And they're gone. Their legacy is completely gone. Some of them are buried in Europe. Or if we should be speaking German. Well, right. And so in remembrance of them, we I just I feel like I personally owe them just a bit of gratitude every time that Star Spangled Banner plays. And that's the way I take it. Now, I don't care if people kneel. I have been a little bit more vocal about like hot, those college hockey players kneeling, just because I feel like those kids more than likely don't know what it even what that Star Spangled Banner and that flag even stands for. Yeah, yeah. They, so that's what I'm saying. Oh man, I'm gonna say at the end of this podcast here, let's wrap this shit up for tonight, Levi. But I'm gonna say there's, I'm gonna recommend uh, a YouTube video, or you can look it up on Amazon, or I think anything. It's called. Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. It's a man named Emmanuel Acho. He's well-read, well-written. He's an NFL football player. And he sits down. He sits down if you have any interest in learning about these stereotypes and what's going on a little bit. He'll explain it. He'll explain why you can't use that word. I mean, if you have these questions that are uncomfortable questions... It's pretty neat. He sits down with Matthew McConaughey. He sits down with Joanna Gaines, Chip and Joanna Gaines. He sits down with multiple, like... Would he sit down with a Republican? Yeah. Because you just listed off two Democrats. That's the only two things that... Two people I saw on the I'm fucking just thing. Kidding. I'm just kidding. And, uh, I'm sure he does. I think he is Republican. I was going to say he probably so, is. Um, I, I, I say that with a smile on my face. But it's pretty neat. For somebody, especially like myself, uh, privileged, for sure privileged, little white boy... I think it educates me yeah. too. It educates anybody, and it, and it's kind of cool because it's the it's the questions that anybody would feel uncomfortable to ask somebody, and he'll answer them. So yeah, uncom fortunate. uncomfortable conversations with a black man is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. So Literally. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Um, I would say that I've had more opportunities than most out of this small area. Yeah. Um, I've been yeah, fortunate. You can all probably over. tell by the, the military. You've been a pipeline. Pipeliner. Guy. Yeah, you can probably tell. I'm guessing just by the way that I talk about things that I'm not an ignorant son of a bitch that, yeah. you know, whatever. But, you know, yeah, to end this podcast, you know, it was a good conversation, Brats. So hopefully we can keep the interest of uh, of our listeners on some of this stuff. Some of it gets a little heated, but... Um, you never know. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're we're still good. And uh, Brats <laughs> is over there chewing his nails. But that's that's not even a nervous thing, is it? I think it's a perfectionist thing. Is I've it? heard that. That chewing your nails is makes, it means you're a nervous person, but I've also heard it means you're a perfectionist. Also means you got worms. Once you got like a hangnail, you can't leave it alone. And yeah, I might have worms too. <laughs> you never know. But God, I wish I had worms. I'm about twenty. I don't got worms. I, I went to the doctor today. I got. I got. Did checked. you really? Yep. I didn't. We get, didn't cover it. No, I didn't get finger banged. We'll cover it quick. I didn't get finger banged, <laughs> but I did get my uh, scrotum felt. You know, did have a little. Did give the doc a little handful quick, but, uh, you know, I think we're all good. I got some high cholesterol. I got to watch no, the red meat. No, you do not, dude. I do. I You're too a, young for that shit. Yeah, but I eat red meat. Like Is that what it's from? I think beers, red meat, overweight, well, how much cigarettes. 
I mean, I think there's quite a few factors. It, it wasn't so serious that I need medication or anything. But oh, did he's you tell like, him what I you think drink? you got to cut out the red meat. I did not tell him I drink two cases a day. Dude. I, not a chance. No, I told him I'm a functioning alcoholic, you not a total that, alcoholic. No, I didn't. I didn't. They didn't ask how much I drank. They didn't ask anything. They took my hind They said the cholesterol is just a little high. Did a couple high. things. Did a blood test. Said, "Yep, your LDL cholesterol is a little high. You can take care of it with a little exercise and cut back on the red meat." But you know, I bought that nice Traeger. freaking no ribeye roast the other night. Last night, I cut it into it's like a thirty dollar ribeye roast. It's unbelievable. Cut it into three steaks. So I got ate one last night. I'm hey. going home tonight for number two. Hey, a little piece of advice. Those of you looking to get your cholesterol down, um, is it Greg Gron? Well, yeah. That, that, well, whatever. He, he's he got the hemp or on um, flax. Flax? Golden flax. Flaxseed. Yep. And That's he, part of it too. And it's a whole. I'm supposed to get yep. some more flaxseed in my So diet. he sells it. Um, it's ground flax. You, you can put it in your orange juice. You won't even know it's there. Um, that'll, that'll get you your cholesterol. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That'll Snort get your it. cholesterol. Also, hemp seed gets your cholesterol down as well. Oh, really? That, those are Not the two, those are, acids or something. yeah, if you, if, if you get some time, Google both those, there's like superfoods they call them. Yeah, there's a handful of things that will, will drop yeah. your cholesterol, but yeah, it really just takes, yeah. I just ate some hemp seed yesterday. Cut out, cut out all the shit you know that you should dude, cut out anyway. If I'm driving, type of thing. check this out. If I'm driving by my bin, which I was yesterday. Yeah. I just stop in and I'll grab a handful of hemp and eat it. No shit. And drive off. I don't even know if that's within my contractual. I don't know if I'm supposed to be able to do that. I'm like consume the if product. I knew where your bin was, I'd go <laughs> grab a couple handfuls. That'd be planting beaners and I'm like, one like of them, the mayor's backyard and one of them guys. What is it? Anybody that's against growing pot, I'd be throwing hemp seeds in their garden and just taking pictures so, when they started popping. So what up. is it? The drug dealer that does his own stuff? Like yeah. like the hemp. Don't get hot. Yeah, it's the ten crack commandments, <laughs> Biggie. Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments, man. Don't never I'm over get, there eating my own stuff. Never get high on your own supply. <laughs> Fucking man. No. Look that up if you want to know. Good song, The Ten Crack Commandments from Biggie. That's what Levi lives by. Fucking man. The hey. seed. We love y'all out there. Thanks for listening. That's it for tonight. We've had enough hemp seeds and fucking fat tires. So, uh, you know, stay peaceful to one another, and we'll be back with you next week. Thanks, folks.